0: For everyday women and those in communities where topics regarding mental health are stigmatized, dismissed, and taboo, welcome to the Soul Care Garden podcast. I'm your host, Tamika Marvia, and I'm so glad to have you here. This podcast is a safe and intentional space for Black women to navigate their feelings and experiences. It allows us to enjoy Blackness and bask in the essence of it. Here I create a space to discuss and bring awareness to matters concerning mental health, mindset, self-care, spirituality, and wellness. We'll be having real conversations that surpass the surface and get to the root of what really matters, connect more authentically, and show up as we are. Hey lovelies, thank you for stopping by. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, today I have a very special guest. Her name is Akan, and she is a relationship coach, a relationship expert, and I'm so happy to have her here on the podcast. And today we're actually gonna just be talking about the different fundamentals of a healthy relationship, especially in your 20s, because a lot of us that's where we are learning about ourselves. We're starting to grow and we're starting to be introduced to other people. And it's really important to get down to those fundamentals and those basics of what's important. So, you know, what's healthy and what is, what isn't. So welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, So my name is
1: Akan and I'm a relationship coach. Um, What I basically do is I help people understand relationships um, because I find it was the area when I was younger that I was most confused and I didn't understand people, relationships, why people did what they did. And especially intimate relationships just get even more complicated because you're just like, why is this person this way? I felt like there's, we tend to have a lot of control when it comes to people like you want to control people. And from my experience, that doesn't lead to anything positive. It's it's just really um, painful at the end, trying to control somebody that you can't control. So, Uh, I've decided to become a relationship coach because I felt like if people were to understand relationships, like now that I've come to understand relationships, life just becomes a lot easier. Life becomes more funner and more enjoyable and we're able able to get the most out of life because relationships is a big part of it with your family, with your friends and with your partner. So once you kind of understand it, you're able to um, just enjoy life better and go after what it is that you truly want.
0: I love that. I love that so much because you're 100% right. Relationships definitely affect a lot of the, pretty much affects everything. And it comes from like attachment, dairy, and attachment styles, which pretty much is how we grew up with, whether that's your parents or your guardians, how they treated you, how they nourished you, if they paid attention to your basic needs, or if you didn't determine whether or not you had a secure attachment style or if you had the other three. And majority of us actually don't have secure attachment styles. A lot of us are either avoidant dismissive or we are anxious or we're avoidant fearful. So, having a secure attachment style is it, it's learnable it's not something that like it's the end all be all just because you grew up a certain way and you've been trained to be in a certain way you can't change you can slowly learn how to change your attachment styles slowly learn healthy relationship skills and different techniques and methods that'll work for you and understanding where those um where your behaviors really come from Hmm. Exactly, exactly. So what would you say is like the essential factors for a healthy relationship? Um, To have a healthy relationship,
1: um, first, there has to be honesty. Like both people have to be willing to be honest, like brutally honest. And being honest doesn't mean you have to be rude about it. There is like a nice way to be honest. But like don't just like tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. But say in the most loving way possible Because then you don't have to like make it, like think of like excuse of oh, how am I going to get out of this lie? You don't have to keep up with any lie. You kind of just put it out there and give the other person the option of how to take it or what they want to do with it. Whether you think it's the right thing or it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong, just be honest about what it is. So honesty is number one. And then open communication. So being able to actually sit down and have a proper conversation about what it is that you like, what you don't like, what you want to change. Because I'm not allows the relationship to be able to grow. If you can't sit down and communicate, I don't know where that relationship is going to go because you don't even know what's going on. And then the last thing I would say is joy. You have to genuinely enjoy this person's presence. Otherwise, why are you around them? Like life is so short to be around people that you don't enjoy their presence. Like don't be with somebody just because you feel like, oh, this is my boyfriend or whatever it is. I need to have one and let me take pictures and it's not (laughs) for the (laughs) gramme. So don't do that. Like if you're generally not enjoying their presence, you're wasting your time, you're killing your own energy and you're killing your own life, like basically. So those are the things I would say.
0: I 100% agree with you. It's crazy because like, even though a lot, there's a lot of people that are in relationships with people they don't like. And I think that sometimes it can serve whatever need or whatever void is there that's um, missing. But like, let's say you're in a relationship with someone and you've already lied about something and you're not afraid to go and tell your partner or your significant other that, you know, you lied about something. What would your advice be?
1: Um, like fear is, should not be the determining factor to whether you do something or not. Like fear just means you're doing something that's different. You're going to grow like fear doesn't mean don't do it. Um, regardless, I feel like being honest takes a lot of bravery. And when you're being brave, there's going to be fear there for sure. Um, like nothing is easy. <laughs> you have to do it. Like it's just so much, it's worth it. It's worth overcoming that fear and saying what's in your heart, what you feel bad about. Because once you say it, then you're able to get from then to, to live life more freely. Because if you continue to just hold on to it, like when do you want to be free in life? When are you going to actually start living? You can't. Because you feel going to feel like you're hiding. You're going to feel like you're lying. You're, like, you're going to feel like you're not being honest with yourself. And if, if you're betraying your own self, it's just, it's not a life worthy of living.
0: I agree with you. And you're going to feel trapped, ultimately. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And then you're going to really be anxious <laughs> now. Because you're like, oh, what did I say again? like, oh my gosh, uh-huh. I can't do myself. Like being anxious is just stress. You don't need that in your life. And that's going to really bring in disease if you're holding anything in your body.
0: Very true. So, when it comes to dating and relationships for young women and those in their twenties, what do you think are like some important factors to look for when choosing a partner? When choosing a partner, yeah. Um, I feel like this is a tricky question because
1: when you're choosing a partner, um, I guess you really just have to be know what it is you're actually looking for, like. Like, are you looking to build a family? Are you looking to have fun for now? Like, is it a committed relationship, you mean? Like, this is the partner that you're... I think
0: this is, like, a long-term partner that you want to be with. What would you suggest is some qualities, you know, to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Okay. Somebody's looking for a partner or they're just entering a relationship. Okay, so I would say... um,
1: you guys would have to be in alignment with what are your priorities. Mm -hmm. So for example, like for me, I value self-development. I value growth. I value um, like I want to build a family one day. And so these are the top three things that are important to me. And if my partner doesn't value self-growth, my partner doesn't value self-development. If my partner doesn't have a family, then what are we doing here? Like, I have friends. I don't Mm -hmm. need to just be around you. Like, let's do something productive with our life. Like, love is there. Love is unconditional. Love is freely given. So I'm not here to to beg for anybody's love. Like, I'm here to build, and love is like it's like a the minimum, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like let's build something. Let's make sure we're in alignment with what it is that we value, the things that are important to us. So you have to look for. You have to make sure that the person um, is in alignment with what your goals are to the majority part.
0: I couldn't have said that any better. (laughs) I feel like when entering a relationship, sometimes you have to pay attention. Like you could say that you want somebody, write down a list, and this person has everything that you're looking for. But a lot of times, like we can miss the little hidden things if we're not paying attention to the red flags Mm -hmm. or like... um when you are looking for a partner, having standards, making sure that like this person is aware of your boundaries or aware of like what is non-negotiable and making sure that you also understand what, um, some non-negotiable things are for you. So yeah. yeah. And I think when it, when it comes to boundaries, like,
1: um, I think sometimes we make the mistake of thinking the other person, Like, I have to just say my boundary one time and then they should remember it forever. But that's not true. Like, if you have a boundary, it's up to us individually to reinforce that boundary consistently, right? Like, don't make the mistake. Oh, you should know this by now. Like, you should know me. Like, don't ever say that. Like, continue. Like, don't be shy to continue express who you are. Like, you should be happy to constantly explain yourself or just be who you are, right? If you don't like something, you're fine to just say, I don't like it. Like, no, no thanks. You say that every single time, Right. Yeah, Like, I don't think um, the other person's intentionally trying to cross your boundaries. They're just doing what they think is right. It yeah. may not be the right thing for you, but they're doing what they think is right. And it's up to you to be who you are and let them know, oh, no, I'm not cool with that as many times as it takes, right? And then at some point, if, if you, the other person will get the message and just naturally not do it, or if they continue to do it, then it just lets you know right there they're not for you.
0: Exactly. If they're not respecting your boundary, I feel like when it comes to boundary, a lot of the times, like... Some people may have issues, especially in relationships, enforcing those boundaries because they don't want to lose the other person. They're afraid that like, if I tell this person, I don't like this, then maybe they're going to think like I'm being mean or I'm being lame or whatever the case may be. And maybe they don't want to be with me, but enforcing those boundaries are hundred percent for you. And it's not like that you're trying to be mean or you're trying to be rude to your partner or whoever you're trying to enforce the the boundaries with, but it's to keep you Um, comfortable is to keep you safe and it's to keep what you don't want allowed out of your space and to prevent you from either being used, um, from your voice not being heard. There's so many different reasons why we put up boundaries. And I think that's really essential and important, especially when you're in a relationship to discuss those boundaries before you have a conflict or have a situation that comes up. And like, mm, said I not to I be afraid to talk about them more than once because I'm forgetful. If you tell me something, <sighs> time I may remember, but you have to exactly. stress, you have to stress like the importance of like what you're trying to say.
1: Exactly, and it goes hand in hand with being honest. Like setting boundaries is just you being honest about what's important to you, what's cool, what's not cool. Let people know so they can get a chance to know the real you. Otherwise, you're not being who you who you actually are. Like, who is that person actually loving? Is it actually you?
0: Yeah, very true. So, so far, have you seen like in different cases, somebody who maybe caught, hung up, I would say on like an ex or an old person or like a situation shift, how do you let them know or how should they know when it's time to let that expired thing go or how should they know when it's time to try it again? Like, what is the difference? Okay. Um, I think something is expired when you're no longer having fun,
1: (laughs) when it's no longer, like, if you get to the point where, let's say this person says, hey, let's hang out. And you're like, okay, like, if I go there, like, what do I need to, like, thinking about something that you can get out of just that interaction that you're going to do with that person, whether it's I don't know. Like, do I need to bring drinks? Do I need to like? How do I make my make sure that I'm okay? What do I need to get out of this um, interaction for me to feel like it was worth it? Yeah. So if you're simply not enjoying just being with them, if you're simply not enjoying doing nothing with them, then it's probably time to move on because your soul's letting you know, like, it's what, not for you. <laughs> gotta go. There's nothing left. You're not even enjoying this anymore. Um, so I think that would mean it's, ex- it's expired no matter what you do, like your heart has left the, the relationship. It's time to go. And if it's time to, tr- to try again, um, but let's, so let's say that there has been a situation where you guys broke up and then you want to see if you try again. I would say if you guys want to try again, then you really do need to sit down and talk about what's going to be different this time. Like if we're going to try again, like what's going to be different, if it's going to be the same thing, if you didn't have a conversation about what's going to be different, then You're going to just go back to the same thing that you didn't like before, right? You have to talk about what it is that we're actually committed to, uh, what it is that we're trying to build, like get on the same page from that point and get a consent from both people to how it is you're going to move forward. And then um, like once you guys decide to get back together, like is your behaviors matching what you're talking about? Or was it just like all that smoke? Were you guys just talking? And then it's back to the old thing. If, if you're noticing that the behavior that you guys talked about, what was going to change is not being enforced, then somebody's lying. They're not actually, they don't actually want to change, right? So then that lets you know, if you came to that point again, that it is time to go, because this person doesn't want the same thing as you.
0: I agree with you. And I also think that goes back to the point of like standards. Like sometimes... Um, In the beginning, we may have such high standards and Mm then somebody that we really like, but you know, uh, he doesn't want to do this. So we lower them just a little bit to meet them there. How, I don't know if you have noticed this, but I've noticed a lot of times when I've lowered my standard just a little bit. It's always been for like the worst situation ever. <laughs> and I'm just like, why did I do that? Because I just put myself in this situation and like the person doesn't respect me as much as they would have respected me if mm-hmm. I had that standard there. So for young women like who are in their twenties and they're dating, they're trying to find someone, whether it's Mr. You know, forever or Mr. Right Now, which standards, what are something that you'd like to either enforce or just I guess, normalize with standards.
1: Standards.
0: Um, I guess for me, like
1: the word I resonate better with is like boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say if you're in the dating situation and your goal is to find somebody to spend your life with, to get married and all this stuff. Right. So great. So for me, I found if you're, if that is your goal, then you're going to have to kind of, let go of a lot of things like for example i would say like you shouldn't really be diving into like the sexual part of the relationship very quickly because i've come to find personally maybe you have the same thing like if, if you dive into the sexual part of the relationship that's just going to taint your whole vision you're going to be blinded for a good part at the beginning because you won't be able to see straight it's just your hormones talking now you can't feel the energy properly you're not even listening to the conversation properly because now that part's going to taint. um For a certain part, for a certain person at the time, seeing who this person really is, right? It's just going to take you longer. It's just going to waste more of your time. So I feel like if you are going to um, aiming towards having a long term relationship. I would say don't, don't be so quick to, to dive into like the sexual part of it. Like take your time, ha, like have those conversations, just enjoy each other's presence and see who this person really is, right? And if you are looking for Mr. just right now, that's fine too. Be honest with yourself, number one. If that's what you actually want, then that's what you want. Because even if you get the Mr. long-term, you're not going to appreciate that person. If you just want a Mr. right now, be honest with yourself and say you want a Mr. right now. And if the other person were to ask you about it, like be honest as well and give the other person a choice to stay or leave. Yeah, so It just comes down to being honest. And if you're looking for something long-term, don't let the sexual part come too quickly to give yourself a chance to really get to know that person.
0: No, I agree with you because sometimes, um, sometimes getting into the sexual aspect of like a situation to a relationship too quickly, it's just based on lust. So like you said, you're not even seeing the person for who they are because now you have formed this bond, this attachment with this person. And I guess it really depends because some some um, people, they could do it and they're fine. They're like, okay, whatever, I'm not attached. And then other people, they can't. They're falling in love. They're calling this man at all hours of the night wondering where he. at. He has yeah. his, his girlfriend. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to. And it's like they didn't have that conversation or those discussions. So it's like, like you said, being very real with yourself, understanding what you want and what maybe the other person's looking for and see if you guys are compatible, you meet mm-hmm. not, you go your own way. But that's exactly. always really hard. I find that a lot of times it can be hard for people when they are in a relationship and or a situationship and it's so hard um, to get over like the way that ended because it was like traumatizing. There's some girls that talk about stories, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry you went through that. I have mm. stories. So like, when we talk about like um, relationships, I know that being in a situation that's either traumatizing, or doesn't end the way that you want to end, doesn't end like on good terms, ends really horribly. Um, how would you? How would you tell that person? Like, it's okay to overcome their fears if they have a negative experience or if they've been jaded in the past. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's so many situations that are crazy out there. (laughs) I just like, wow, I can't even imagine. Um, But if you've been through something that's crazy, toxic, um, anything like that, I think what it really comes down to is just genuinely understanding who are you, like, who the hell you are, you know? It's like... Like the world that we live in, Earth, there is gonna be some things that go super left. Um, It just comes part of the experience, comes part of why we're here. We're here to experience certain things. And we're also here to experience pain, unfortunately. Some things are gonna be painful. Um, We're not immune to pain. It's okay to feel pain. Like it's okay to be hurt. There's nothing wrong with being hurt. Like don't feel bad because somebody hurt you. Don't feel bad because you're experiencing something that you didn't wanna experience. That's okay, it's a part of this experience. So I'd say first, accept what happened to you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's okay that it happened to you and you still can get over it by understanding who it is that you are, by getting connected to source, to God, whatever it is that you believe in, like be rooted in what is true and what is unconditional, what is abundant in this world. And then, so once you kind of start to figure out who you are, you'll... You're not going to be, you're not going to limit yourself to that experience in life because that's just one experience that happened to you. There's so many other amazing things that happened to you, but you're not letting that define you. But why are you letting this define um, a big part of your life? What about all the good things that happened? How come you're not letting that define you as well? So it's like just having a better perspective about it. Like, yes, this did happen. It's so painful enough that it would happen. And there's so much more to life at the same time. There's nothing wrong with feeling pain. I can also feel joy and pain. It makes you just a multi-dive, like multiverse person. Mm-hmm. And it makes you more relatable overall. The problem just comes when you dwell in it, you know? So like, feel the pain, cry over it. If you need to, if you want to talk to that person, like do what you think would make you feel good about it. If you want to reach out and have a conversation and ask that person, great, try to do that. And if you can't, if you can't talk to that person, then talk to somebody, talk to somebody that you trust pour your heart out, explain how you felt, because everything you felt in that situation was valid. You know, like, it, you, it, sh- it shouldn't have happened to you. Why you, right? You're a great person. Of course you are. And um, it really is unfortunate. Have compassion for yourself. And then once you feel the emotions that's involved, it's going to be a lot easier to let it go. When, if, you, if you choose, you want to move forward. If you choose to want to move forward, nothing's going to stop you moving forward because you want to do that. But if you want to dwell in it,
0: there's nothing anybody can do for you. That is true. That is very true. What about like situations where like there's someone out there that may be listening that is stuck in that cycle of one minute they're with their toxic person, next minute they're by themselves, another minute they're back into the cycle. How would you like, what advice would you give them to emotionally release, to get their self together and to just Mm -hmm. move on?
1: Yeah, I would say um if it's somebody that you're still attached to but you know they're not for you so it becomes like a bad relationship, I would say put some physical um boundaries, physical distance from them, like delete their number, block them on social media, like make it very hard for this person to contact you and for you to contact them. Like little distance yourself from them. Um if there's a group of people that you guys mutually hang out with, like make sure. Maybe just spend less time with them in general, or make sure that this person is not attending. Because you, did, like, time does give you space to be stronger and to move on. So you're going to need for a, a period of time to really distance yourself from this person physically by blocking numbers and all that stuff, right? And then, what kind of once you get steady back on your feet, and during this time. Focus on yourself, self-growth, self-care, take care of yourself, give yourself peace, do things that make you feel good to remind yourself how it is you want to feel. Because if you're, if you're used to a toxic cycle for a long time, you think it's normal for you and you're going to look for that. But if you practice now taking care of yourself, practice feeling peace and all this stuff now, that's going to become your new normal. So do that during that period where you're taking time away from this person. So then the next time you meet them, it's not going to be as easy for you to fall back into it. It's going to be easier to say no and, um, move on with your life, just the way that you intended.
0: I couldn't have said that any better. And how would you like keep yourself accountable? Like now you're, you know, you're getting better. You put the distance in, you're not hanging out with those people that you both are associated. How would you keep yourself accountable to make sure that none of that happens again? hmm
1: um, so in order for that to happen, you have to do some self-reflection. Self-reflection is like my favorite now. It's hard at first to ask yourself these tough questions. If like you really do have to look back and review the situation, like if it's that painful situation that it's hard for me to get over, like go back and see how did that come to be? Like how did, what was my role that I contributed to that situation? What did I do? How did I react? What did I say that led up to the situation? And then once you recognize, oh, I could have done this, I could have done that, I shouldn't have done that, X, Y, and Z. Okay. So now you're like, okay, I see how I played a part in this situation. Cause it's never just one person. You're always, it's a dynamic that's going on. So once you see that, like, okay, great. So now I see how that came to be. Now you have to, um, like figure out next time if I'm faced with the same situation, what am I going to do differently? Like have an answer right now. Like, so next time, let's say this argument blows up in my face. I'm not going to yell back. I'm going to say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm just going to Like, I need to go hang up the phone. Like, what am I going to do next time this happens? Like, know it. And then if you are in that situation again, you'll know what you're going to do. That's not going to contribute to the same solutions, the same outcome as before. Yeah, so self-reflect and have an answer of what you're going to do different for next time.
0: I love that. And yeah, I love all of that. Self-reflection is something I feel like everyone should practice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much more awareness of who you are as a person, what you want out of life, where you want to go, what you want to be, who you want to surround yourself with. And yeah. sometimes you get in hard situations, it's so easy to be like, oh my God, I hate this person. They messed up my life. They did this to me. They did that. And it's like, okay, yes, all of that happened. But like, what, Part of me needed them in order to make this continue. what part of me didn't want to leave? What was I looking for in this relationship or this situation? Mm-hmm. why it was so hard you may have not allowed them to physically treat you the way that they have, but once the behavior is constant all the time, why was I allowing myself to stay in this kind of environment mm-hmm. something so important and very very essential when like having a journey with yourself. Like your own self love journey and just caring for yourself overall to figure out where you want to go in life. So I hundred percent agree with you yeah, on that. Sure. that a lot. <laughs> um, is there any gems that you want to give the listeners or the viewers?
1: Um. Honestly, I feel like when it comes to relationships. Um, if you're looking for the one, if you're searching for this person, and you want to build this great love, life with them, that's great. And in the meantime, recognize all the relationships that's around you right now. Recognize your family who's there. Recognize your friends who there, and see how you interact with them. Like notice what you, how you actually like contribute to a relationship. How you actually act around other people. Like get to know yourself really, really well. Be self-aware. At the same time. Um, recognize that how you act with your friends, your family, your children, whatever it is, whoever's in your life is the same way that you're going to act when it comes to an intimate partner, right? So like, are you open? Are you honest? Like notice if you're limiting yourself, if if you're sharing everything that you can share or if you're holding back, what are your patterns? And that's another way to start learning about yourself. And so you can start already, um, I guess, becoming the person you want to be with the relationships that you already have. Right? So when the right person comes, it won't be so much work to work with them because you're already practicing these intimate connections with people who are already in your life. So look at that as like, like a trial. A trial or like just you have somebody in your life right now that you can practice improving and becoming a better person. So um, appreciate those around you and become a better person by just how you interact with them.
0: Wow. See, I can see why you do what you do. <laughs> That's amazing advice and amazing tips. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Where can the listeners find you?
1: Um, Number one, thank you so much for having me and inviting me to be here. It's a pleasure talking to you. Um, And people can find me on Facebook. I have a page um, called Coaching with A con. And then you can like my page there. You can follow me on Instagram at Coaching with A con. You can, there's one more thing that I had. Facebook, Instagram, I can't remember the other, but basically it's coaching with a con on many platforms. So if you just kind of wherever you wherever social media outlet that you are using, just look for coaching with a con and then you'll find
0: me there. Okay, well, thank you so much.